Hey everyone, my name is Kirsten and I'm on the lead team here at The Ascent. And I don't know about you guys, I don't know what kind of week you've had, what kind of month you've had, but lately it has been very easy for my soul to feel weary. I'm weary of navigating these confusing restrictions, I'm tired of not being able to see my friends freely, and I miss gathering together as a large community to worship, to just be in the same room and declare the truth about who God is in community. But like Brittany said a couple weeks ago, it is what it is and we are where we are. And even though we're not all together in the same room getting ready to worship, we are still able to worship God. We can still invite him into wherever we are, whether you're in your bedroom or your living room, you can still invite the spirit to be there and believe that God can show up there just as well as he can show up at church or at the warehouse at the Ascent. And so just before we go into worship, I just wanna read a short Psalm because I just love the Psalms for times where I am feeling tired and weary or sorrowful, just because the writers of the Psalms are so raw with their emotions. If they're angry, they tell God. If they're sad, they tell God. If they're confused, they tell God. They really don't shy away from anything. They don't present a picture perfect image of themselves to God or pretend like they have it all together. They just bring their whole self before God in worship. But more often than not, they also turn that worry, that confusion, that anger, that sadness into declaring truths about who God is. They turn that into declaring their trust in him despite everything. They always end up declaring that God is still good despite their emotions and despite their circumstances. So I'm gonna read Psalm 13 before we go into worship. It's really short, just six verses. And as I do, I just invite you to close your eyes and just bring before the Lord any heaviness that you're carrying, any emotions that you're carrying, any things that are feeling too overwhelming for you and just bring them to him. And then let's meet those emotions with worship and with the truth of who God is. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death, and my enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. the horizon, the bright, the glimmer that breaks the constant night, and you are the brilliance, the dream, the evidence of things unseen, cause even the darkest days are Glory that stays. 
series Roaring Twenties, where we've been talking about some key experiences that we go through and deal with in our 20s and our early 30s. Now, if I were to sum up what the last three weeks have been about, I would summarize it as think it over. Think over where you are and how far you've come. Think over your finances and your dreams for the future and how your finances now are going to be supporting your dreams. Think over your singleness or your relationship. Is it one that is honoring to God, honoring to yourself, and honoring to the other person? This time in our lives can be so fast-paced, and sometimes we just have to stop, and we have to think it over. And there's one last thing that as a community we want to stop and think through. And it's one of those things that is just super simple, and you probably know the right answer to, but possibly are struggling to actually live it out. And the question is, what is most important in your life? Think it through for a minute. Think it through what is the most important thing in your life right now. Now put that aside, and I want you to think through your last week. What has your schedule looked like? What have you put your time and your energy into? You know where I'm going with this, right? We often think that what we say is most important in our lives is an accurate representation of what we spend our time on. But the reality is what we spend our time on 
is a way more accurate representation of what we think is important. For example, in the last way too many years, I have been at school, and so I was taking a full course load and working full time, and so my life was consumed with work and school. That's like pretty much all I did. Now during that time, if you were to ask me what I thought was important, I would have said, my church is important, my faith, my family, my friends, those are the most important things in my life. Yet, if you looked at my schedule, you would have seen that all of my time was being given just to work and to school, and my faith and my relationships were put on the back burner. I, like, I'm honestly shocked that I still have friends now that I'm done school and that my family still loves me, because for all of those years, I struggled to prioritize them over what I was doing. And I may have said that my priorities at that time were one thing, but my schedule told a whole different story. And that story was that my real priority was succeeding in work and school, and I highly valued being busy. Now in this time in our lives, when so much demands our attention, it is not so easy to actually live out what we say is important. So many things are bombarding us, yet I believe that there is a call for us to learn how to prioritize, and this call is a call that God also gave his people 2,500 years ago. So we're gonna look at it in the book of Haggai, which is a book in the Old Testament, and it's a book of prophecy. And books of prophecy were where God would speak to an individual, and they were to give a message to a person or to a whole community. And so at this time, God is speaking to the community in Judah. And something important to know about these people is that they just spent the past 70 years in captivity. So for some of them, their entire lives were living in captivity, but now they were free. And they got to return home and start to just rebuild their lives. And if you were to ask them, what is important to you? They probably would have said, God is so important. God saved us from captivity. God brought us home. God gave us our freedom back. Yet, looking at their lives, we see a whole different story. And we read this in Haggai 1, 2-7. A message from God of the angel armies. The people procrastinate. They say this isn't the right time to rebuild my temple, the temple of God. Shortly after that, God said more and Haggai spoke it. How is it that it's the right time for you to live in your fine new homes while the home God's temple is in ruins? Take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. You have spent a lot of money, but you haven't much to show for it. You keep filling your plates, but you never get filled up. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking, but you're always thirsty. You put on layer after layer of clothes, but you can't get warm. And the people who work for you, what are they getting out of it? Not much. A leaky, rusted-out bucket, that's what. That's why God of the angel army said, take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. The people were so consumed with their own lives and building their own homes and had every excuse to focus on that. They had just lived in captivity for 70 years without a home. So now that they finally had their freedom, they were so excited to build their house again. But you see, the desire to build their home, it wasn't a bad thing. But putting that before God was an issue. Making excuses to procrastinate what God wanted for them was an issue. And God says, take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. He's saying, think over what is important, what actually matters. Think over the excuses you keep saying to one another and nodding your heads in agreement. Think through what you want for your life to, and what you want it to be defined by. Like, think it over. Because we always find ways to rationally justify the decisions that we make and what we prioritize. And the truth is, 
those things you're rationalizing are probably important. Like school is really important. Work is important. Socializing is important. But what we need to learn is how to fill our time and prioritize well so that we don't look back on our lives and think, dang, I totally missed the point. I put all my time into work when I neglected my family. I put so much time into dating a bunch of people when I stopped building my community. I put so much time into social media and I hardly spent any time with God. And it's not just you that struggles with this. I did some research this past week on how the average North American spends their time. And what I found just absolutely baffled me. In the average lifetime of 70 years, 26 of those years are spent sleeping. Like that is crazy that 37% of our life is in bed. But I get it, sleep is crucial because if I don't get eight hours of sleep, no one wants to be around me. Like it's bad news. So let's look at what else takes up our time. On average, 14 years is spent working, which is about 20% of our lifetime. Eight and a half years of our lives is spent just watching TV. Eight and a half years. And then three years on top of that is spent just on social media. We spend an average four and a half years, which is about 6.5% of our lives eating. Great, love eating. But six years then is spent on transportation, two years on getting ready, four years is spent on socializing and on holidays, and a year and a half is exercising. And then at the very bottom of the list is the category things of faith, with half a year to it. 0.7% of our lives spent worshiping, reading scripture, in prayer, and serving a church community. Out of 70 years of our lives, on average, only half a year of that is spent growing our faith, while eight and a half years is spent watching TV and three years is on social media. Like reading those stats just absolutely wrecked me because I may be in ministry, but I struggle with prioritizing my time just as much as anyone else. I'm sure if you were to look at the schedule throughout my life, it wouldn't be a whole lot different from the average person, especially since Friends was added to Netflix. Then I looked up some other stats that were directed more at young adults and the church. And I found out that 64% of young adults that regularly attended church at one point in their lives say that they left church for at least a year between 18 and 22. 71% of those people say that leaving church wasn't an intentional decision. It just happened. They didn't lose any time because they got older. They simply replaced their time in a worship community with something else. And looking at the people that we read about, they did not intentionally decide to just not build God's temple. They just kept putting it off. Something kept getting in the way. First, it was building the walls of the city. Then it was building their homes. Next, it would have been cultivating their farmland and building up their businesses again. Soon, it would have been that they were too busy finding a spouse or raising their families or the upkeep of their house and their farms and their businesses. There would have always been something. So just like the Jewish people in this story, we need to stop and take a good hard look at our lives and think it over. What is actually most important to us? And how do we translate that into how we spend our time? I love the illustration that Rory Vaden uses in his book, Procrastinate on Purpose. And what he does is he shows our week as a jug of water. And so he says, this water is your entire week, every hour that you have in the week. And what you do is you have all of these different categories that you put your time into. 
And so maybe, you know, work in school is incredibly important to you and you're finishing your degree. And so you fill that one first because you want to make sure that you put enough time in. And so you put a ton of time into your work in school. You also want to stay super healthy while you're doing a lot of school and working. And so then you put a lot of your time into fitness and going to the gym and just making sure that you are continually just being really healthy. And then, you know, after all the stress of work and you're working out, you want to do something fun. And so you put a lot of time into just hanging out with people and maybe watching TV and um, being with your family and friends. And so you put lots of your time into your family and your friends and you fill up that glass. And then you also, you know, you want to watch some TV and social media. And so you put a lot of time into that glass. And then whatever is left over, you take and you put into your faith. And then what happens when you look at all the glasses is that everything else got a lot of your time and then your faith just got what was left over. But Rory Baden, he points out, what if we actually look at our entire lives, what is most important with our lives, and we fill those glasses first. We fill what our priorities in our life. We fill what is going to help us accomplish God's dream for our life. And we start with those things. And so, we start with our week again, and we try again. We say, you know what? Our faith is so important because this is what determines our eternity. This is where God is going to speak dreams into our lives and tell us who we are. And so we're going to put so much time into our church community and reading scripture and worshiping and praying. And then after that, you know, family is so important and making sure that they know that they are loved and cared for. And so I'm going to put so much time into my family and friends. And I'm not going to lie, school and work is really important, and I do definitely need to prioritize that. And so I put time into work and in school. And fitness, that's definitely important. And so you put time into your fitness, and then you know you add time for fun because God wants us to enjoy life, and he wants us to have fun. And so we put a lot of our time into that, and then we add on top, we have a little bit of time left for TV and social media and being online and whatever else we want to do, that we put time into that. And Rory Vaden, he talks about how we need to start off with what is most important and then move on to the other things. Now you could look at this and you're looking how everything is categorized. But the thing is, we're not supposed to categorize our faith. And what our faith is like, it's as if it has this dye in it. Faith has a different color to it. When we spend time in our faith, it ends up doing so much more in the other areas of our lives. And so we invest in our faith, we worship, we invest in a worship community, we spend time in prayer and reading scripture, and then what that does is it goes into the other areas of our lives. It goes into our work and into our school. It goes into our family and our friends. It goes into our fun and the way that we actually enjoy life and we see as our faith is actually spread into every single area of our lives because that is where we started. If we aren't intentional about our time with God, that time is just going to be used up by everything else. Just like we find in the stats, we don't intentionally stop going to church. Or in the case of our world right now, stop watching church or continuing to engage in our church community. We don't intentionally stop reading scripture or praying or serving. It just happens. But look at the glasses of your life and where you're putting the water. Think it over. Does something need to be shifted? 
One really practical way of doing this is to just put aside the first few minutes of your day to spend with God. Pour the water into the faith glass first. Make it a priority in your day to take time with God. And we're gonna be helping you with this in our next series starting on November 22nd. And then another way is look at your calendar the next week and schedule in church. If it's attending your home church in person or online, schedule it in and allow studying and friends and chores and hobbies to work around that, but engage in your church community. And last of all, something that has been crucial to helping me learn priorities over the past couple of years is to stop using the word busy. I love being busy, but truth is, when we tell people we're too busy, that's not actually true. I use it all the time and I hear it all the time. I'm too busy to have family dinner. I'm too busy to invest in a small group. I'm too busy to serve at church. I'm too busy to fill in the blank. Put whatever you're saying you're too busy for. Stop using the word busy though. Instead, change it to I can't prioritize and see what that does. I can't prioritize family dinner. Dang, that sounds awful. Family is a priority in my life, so why can't I prioritize that? Or I can't prioritize a small group. Wait, what? I actually really value people coming together and discussing their faith and supporting each other. I want to prioritize that. Or I can't prioritize serving my church. Wait, but I believe in supporting my church community and joining the mission to bring others to know God. I should probably prioritize that. Think it over, determine what is important and have your schedule reflect that. Fill the most important glasses first and get rid of busy.